When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, June 30th. Happy NBA Free Agency Day, everyone. I'm J.E. Skeets, and joining me here in the yard, we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. Drop your Ayo's right now in the stream team. Thank you so much for joining us live on YouTube. Hit that like button. Subscribe, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. And uh, a little Vegas Summer League reminder, next Saturday, July 9th, No Dunks is doing a little meetup in Las Vegas at a place called Starboard Track. I think I have that right. I thought it's Tack. Starboard Track. Tack. Uh, It's definitely Tack. Starboard Tack. Okay. Man's got PJ Washington on the brain during free agency here. Oh boy, it's early. Look, and we were <laughs> never mind. Uh, we're aiming to get uh, you're around. Say it, Skeets. I'm feeling pretty tired this morning too. You know, we had a grueling seven game series at pickup basketball last night. I don't know about you, but I was hyped afterwards. Mm-hmm. Tough getting to sleep. Started watching the bear. Started calling Laura Chef the entire oh, wow. evening. So yeah, a little bit of a longer night than I expected, but uh, also fired up to talk some hoops on um, day one of free agency. We got lots to talk about. Obviously, some trades uh, going down yesterday, and then we'll uh, talk about the rumors. We had some big names declining their player options and Beal and Harden and what that means for them and their teams and all that. Uh, yeah, we played a lot of basketball last night, though. <laughs> we played, we had, I don't know, on one hand, it's great because you know you're getting a great run in. On the other hand, it sucks having just 10 guys. Like, you're, you're like praying for no injury, yeah. which we had a couple scares uh, with our guy Art and... There's a couple other guys going down, but everyone made it through the two-hour run, and it's just pure exhaustion. I mean, it's just game after game after game. It was fun, but whew, you need a sub or two at our age. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty funny. You know, watching the group chat throughout the day, it kind of just eventually settled on the fact we were going to have 10 guys exactly yeah. there, so we might as well play a seven-game series. It works almost perfectly time-wise, like two hours, but... It honestly did feel like a playoff series out there because by game six and seven, a lot of hands on the knees, a lot of cramping in the calves. A lot more fouls being called. <laughs> a lot yeah. more fouls. Yeah. Uh, it was rough stuff out there, but, uh, you know, came down to 7-7 seven, seven in a game seven. Oh, you Duh. can't ask for much more. I know. And I know, I'm sure some people, maybe even in the stream team right now, where's the footage? Where are the highlights? Where's the mixtape? We only had 10. Trey and I were on the same team. Nobody was recording anything last night. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we don't even have that that footage for you guys out there. For the true sickos that really like to break down the tape. But uh, we're okay here. We got some coffee uh, flowing through us, cranking through the cyst. And uh, let's start with the big trade yesterday. The Hawks, I mean, they made the biggest addition of the NBA offseason so far. They send Danilo Gallinari 
and three first-round draft picks and a draft swap to the San Antonio Spurs in exchange for all-star guard DeJounte Murray. Two of those draft picks unprotected in 25-26. I guess the draft swap is also unprotected. So lots of unprotected picks going to uh, San Antonio. Which side do you want to start with this one, Trey? San Antonio and what they were doing? Or the Hawks sort of pushing their chips in, at least picks in, and uh, getting a star player? Let's start with the Hawks. Let's be a couple yeah. of homers here, Skeets. I love it. I love the move for the Hawks. No doubt about it. They gave up a ton of draft compensation. But we've been talking uh, on the show all during last season, during the run-up to free agency here, that the Hawks need to make a little bit of a consolidation move, need to add a second star alongside Trey Young. You know, the Hawks can go only so far, it seemed, with Trey Young as their main offensive focus, and then no real other playmakers out there. We saw in the playoff series against the Heat, the Heat were able to take Trey Young out of the game, and that was pretty much it for the Hawks. They yeah. didn't have anybody else who could make a play out there, who was getting shots for others, and it just, uh, they looked they looked completely beaten, and it looked like that team had kind of come to an end. So to add a current All-Star in DeJounte Murray, who addresses a lot of things that the Hawks needed, I think is huge. They got another playmaker alongside Trey Young. They're going to be able to play Trey Young off the ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Now, they've got an active guy in DeJounte Murray who gets in the in the passing lanes and gets steals and turns defense into offense. He's a little bit bigger. He's got long arms. He'll be able to guard the more uh, the scarier perimeter threat there in the backcourt. So I think being able to get him for what they gave up for not actually having to trade any of their young players, I think is a huge move for Travis Slank and of course Landry Fields. That's a weird one to see when you're reading about all these Hawks moves right now. General manager Landry Fields feels like he was in the NBA about five minutes ago, but I like I like the look of it. It doesn't feel like the Hawks are done yet either, according to Chris Kirshner and Sam Amick over at The Athletic. Subscribe at theathletic.com slash no dunks. They're saying there are still moves to be made. We've heard yeah. a lot of rumblings about John Collins as well. So you have to think that maybe a Kevin Herter, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, they could be had as well since now Murray's going to be taking up a lot of minutes there in the backcourt. But... Who knows? Uh, Murray's the best player who has changed teams so far in the offseason. He's coming to a Hawks team that needed to just up their talent level a little bit. So I like the Hawks being able to get the move. They did give up a ton of draft capital, though, Skeets. Holy. 25, 26, and 27. Those seasons are going to be a little nerve-wracking for the Atlanta Hawks. First of all, you have to hope that DeJounte Murray signs after his contract is done in 2024. That would be an absolute disaster if the Hawks lose those picks and Murray in that time. But it seems like Murray and Trey Young are excited to be playing together. They should be a decent pairing uh, at the very least. But, I mean, one injury to one of those guys, and you're looking at uh, a nice draft pick for the San Antonio Spurs. So, for the Spurs, you know, it kind of felt like maybe we were getting smokescreened by the Hawks earlier. But the Spurs decided... We're going for it. We're going for Victor here. We would love to see Wembenyama there uh, in San Antonio. Uh, I think they just looked at the the landscape of the Western Conference. They saw that some of the teams that were in the play-in tournament last year uh, are going to be getting better, right? Like the Pelicans, they were in the play-in tournament. They're going to be better this year with Zion returning. The Clippers are going to be better this year, acquiring John Wall and getting their stars back in Kawhi and Paul George when he's uh, healthy as well. Teams are getting better in the Western Conference, and the Spurs have been squeaking into the play-in tournament. DeJounte Murray probably couldn't take them to a conference finals uh, in the Western Conference, so they say, now is not the time for us. Let's beef up our assets here. 
and go for broke. Let's see if we can uh, hit another Tim Duncan lottery sort of pick here. So, you know, I understand why the Spurs did it. If you're a Spurs fan, I've had a couple text me saying, I'm not going to watch any games next year. Why would I watch games? I'm just kidding. I am going to watch the games, but I'm going to be sad watching them. That's what they all said. I'm not going to watch them. Yeah, I will. But their team's not going to be very good next year. Uh, and that's okay, because there's a lot of teams trying to win. They can easily be one of the five worst teams in the NBA, which gives them a pretty solid shot at a generational-looking prospect. Yeah, I, I mean, that has to be the plan here, San Antonio. Though, I would be a little wary of that plan when you have Greg Popovich still as your coach. I'm, like, terrified that he's somehow going to get, like, 35 wins out of a bunch of, like, uh, so, somewhat nobodies, you know? Like, it's Pop we're talking about here. Like, this is his dream. Like, oh, a bunch of kids I can yell at? Yeah, watch us get into the play in tournament. But, yeah, the idea is that they're going to be very, very bad here, help their chances to get a very high pick, uh, and uh, who knows what happens with these Hawks picks moving forward. I will say, like, I think... You know, we're zeroing in on the top of the draft uh, in Victor over there, the uh, skinny, tall French guy that everybody wants. He's got the link to Tony Parker in that. There's Scoot Henderson as well. People are high on out of the G League. But also, like, even if Atlanta, like, ball out and these picks are, like, you know, middle of the pack first round, even late first round because the Hawks are great with Trey Young and Murray, whatever, if that happens, the Spurs are awesome at picking at the back of the first round. Like, DeJounte Murray, Derek White... Keldon Johnson, uh, I think they're all like the 29th picks uh, in the draft. So, you know, they're pretty good at that. You know, Kawhi 15, Tony Parker is uh, famously uh, 28th, I think. Man, it was a second rounder for crying out loud. So just them having a lot of picks, like they're really good at this for the most part. So uh, even if they're not, yeah, the number one, two or three pick coming by way of the Hawks, uh, it's still a draft pick that they can obviously trade or just find a, another hidden gem. So there is that. Um, I also like what they did. It felt like they sort of drove up the price, I think, for DeJounte Murray here. They're obviously selling him at somewhat the peak. I know the contract issue of how they were going to be able to sign him and what and what deal it was going to be is a big part of them moving off of him too. But like, did they get the Hawks to have to throw in another first-round pick unprotected because they had the Wolves talking to them? Possibly the Knicks, for all we know. Maybe another team we're not even sure of. Like... I think that's why we had these rumors going on for, you know, what felt like a week uh, or, or more, Trey, from the Spurs. Like, hey, we're moving DeJounte Murray. It's going to take a lot of picks. Wasn't the first report like it's going to be like a Drew Holiday type package, which they got basically, I mean, pretty damn close to that in return. Yeah, uh, exactly right. I think uh, I think you would argue that the Drew Holiday package was a little bit better. I saw Mike Prada over yeah. at The Athletic. Subscribe to theathletic.com slash nodunks. He was comparing it to another Drew Holiday trade when they traded and started the process. This is kind of the yeah, start of the process for the yep. Spurs. Um, we will see how it goes. We will see if they have the same scrutiny that the 76ers had and that the Oklahoma City Thunder have been playing through in the past couple of seasons. You're probably giving the Spurs a little bit of the benefit of the doubt since they made the playoffs for 20-something straight seasons, and now they're finally taking a step back. Uh, but yeah, I like you're saying, the Spurs are good at drafting late in the first round. You know, they probably have a 50% success rate, which is incredible for yeah. drafting then. You can get some role players, and their pick is going to be uh, pretty solid for the next couple of seasons, you would have to think, because who knows? They might not be done. A guy like... Keldon Johnson, he's a good young player. Is that somebody that could be attractive to somebody else in the NBA? Maybe so. 
Feels like the beginning of a new era in San Antonio, except for the fact that they've got the oldest coach in the league with the longest tenure there. We will see how long Greg Popovich lasts. Uh, I kind of think we're going to be seeing Quinn Snyder in not too long, maybe not by the start of next season, but the season after. However, Pop is saying, this reminds me back of my college days at Pomona Pritzker. So it doesn't seem like he's in a hurry to get out of there either. Uh, a A surprising trade and shout out to the Spurs, you know. They, they saw the writing on the wall, and once they decided to move on from Murray, they were able to kind of canvas the league and get a solid, solid return from the Hawks because Murray is a guy who was in demand and should have been in demand. Yeah, both these teams, like the Spurs and the Hawks, like they were like, they were in no man's land a little bit, if we're being honest. They, like, they were like, not great, not brutal, just sort of in that little middle bunch, and that's a tough spot to be in the NBA. So they took like, in their opinions at least, uh, di- different, uh, different trajectories, right? The Hawks hoping, okay, maybe we can be great. And the Spurs saying, well, we don't want to be great in this loaded West. Let's set up for a couple of years from now. Let's get all these picks. Let's get all these bites at the apple and let's go the other way. So getting away from the middle, at least that's the hope. But back to the Hawks, this is my concern. I love the pairing on paper. I mean, it really looks amazing. Like just the defensive guy in Murray besides Trey Young, uh, Trey Young off ball, you said it. Can he become a little more Curry like? You know, Murray off ball is a question mark. He's not a great shooter. That's his one knock from from, from three point land. You know, he's like a thirty three percent three point shooter. Can he increase that? Uh, is it not a concern because he still attacks, attacks, attacks? You know, they both like to have the ball in their hands, so that'll be fun to watch. And can they figure it out in the rest of the roster too? Because uh, they're not done. I agree with you with Schlank and the Hawks there. But does this make them? Does this make the Hawks better than a healthy Bulls team, a healthy Raptors team? You know, the Heat, the Sixers, and then I'm not even at the top talking Bucks and Celtics. And, like, I, I I love it. I know they're not done, but I do, like, I'm a little, like, how far does this jump the Hawks up? Like, I'm not, I'm not ready to be, like, Hawks, home court advantage first round, let's go, top four seat. Like, I'm not, I'm not there yet with the East looking as sort of deep as it is. No, definitely not. I think the top four teams are going to be pretty similar to the top four teams this season. Miami will still be there. The Bucks will obviously still be there. The Celtics are a young team. They just went to the finals. And I think the 76ers are probably the number four team there. But five through 12 is going to be competitive once again in the Eastern Conference. We might see the Hornets take a little bit of a step back, but the Bulls are going to be competitive. The Raptors are going to be competitive. And I think that what you saw with Atlanta last year is that that team that they ran out wasn't as good compared to the rest of the Eastern Conference as the 1920 or the 2021 team was uh, yeah. when they went to the conference finals. So, yeah, it doesn't necessarily vault them up into the upper echelons of the Eastern Conference, but it does, I think, take them up a tier to you should be contending for at least the five and six seed uh, along mm-hmm. with those other teams like the Bulls like the Raptors that are good teams, but a little bit flawed compared to the real contenders Mm -hmm. in the Eastern conference. And if you are the Hawks and you just went to the conference finals a season ago, you don't want to take yet another step back or having taken a step back, you don't want to stay one step back. So this puts them a little bit forward. And, you know, we talk a lot about teams going stale every once in a while. It didn't feel like that was the case with the Hawks, but they've kind of had this, Uh, alignment here for a little bit they've been wanting to develop their young players in Hunter and Herter and Collins and Young it's been a lot of drafted guys now it's time to change it up a little bit and see if uh, a little bit of a change a little bit of a re-maneuvering of their priorities changes things going forward yeah and I mean 
who knows who gets moved here? We still think it's John Collins. Uh, to wear is fascinating. And who really wants them? And what do you even get in return? Like, can they even get one of their picks back? Like, uh, can they get an unprotected first-round pick back? I, I Unprotected, I would Probably doubt. not. Not, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe lightly protected or something like that. Uh, and I know Hollinger was saying, yeah, Kevin Huerter and um, Bogdanovich could be moved as well. Not I just as many like minutes the, in the backcourt, yeah. Yeah, there isn't. And but but I was gonna say, like the Hawks, this is not like a do or die season to me here also. I want to make that clear. Like it's not like this next season they have to be elite. These guys are young. Trey and Marie are on sort of uh the same sort of time frame in terms of their age, you know, being like where they're just just hitting um really their prime in the NBA, hopefully. But you have Unkongu, they just drafted Griffin they Hunter, Hunter has to stay healthy and play and get better is the other thing, DeAndre Hunter. So if those are the five guys that are there and part of their like core, you know, that's a good that's a good team if they can get reps together in theory for a couple of years here. So I love this trade from both sides. I mean, uh, you know, actually the other one we're going to talk about too, I don't mind from both sides. But uh, let's hear from everybody in the stream team. Let's hear from everybody listening. Who won the trade if you like to do that? Hawks or Spurs? Or throw your grades on it. You know, I've seen grades... I've seen grades across the board in this one, Trey. I've seen like the Spurs been given a D minus and then an A plus. So I guess it's all all your opinions on draft picks and and leaning into the future and blowing things up a little bit. Yeah, exactly right. Are you playing the assets game or are you playing the wins game? The Hawks are playing the wins game. They're all in right now for a team that might top out at like a four seed, which is probably scary for some people. Whereas the Spurs, you know, they're obviously looking towards the future. So I think the Spurs accomplished what they wanted to do, trading Murray at maybe one of the heights of his trade value. We'll see how his career progresses, but he just made an all-star team. He's still got a couple of years left on his deal. They were able to get a ton of picks back and the Hawks upgraded their talent. So I do think it's a win-win for both teams, even if the Spurs are going to be taking a whole bunch of losses come this season. A whole bunch of losses, but I'm telling you right now, Vegas, drop the over-under on Spurs wins for next season. I'm pounding the over. This is Popovich, baby. Pounding the pop? It's going to be like, I don't know what it will be. It'll probably be like 18 and a half or 21 and a half. It's like, I don't know, man. This guy just gets guys. He just gets wins, man. They play hard. They have a system. Uh, they have a lot of guys trying to like prove their worth in this league. Uh, something tells me, some just oddly tells me the Spurs won't be as bad as we think they might be. But they are trading their best player here. That's uh, no doubt about that. Who's their next? Who's their best player now? It's like, I mean... Johnson probably. I it's guess. probably Johnson. Yeah. If he gets moved, then what is it? Pirtle? I want the I want the Raptors to bring Pirtle home. So uh, maybe that'll happen here in the next couple of days. Okay, let's get. It's it Josh here. Primo's time now. That's all okay. I can say. And anytime a Spurs fan gets in touch with me, I just say it's Primo time. Oh, it's Primo time. It's baby. Primo time. Let's go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll... Gall- Gallinari will not be there uh, for yeah. long by all by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Too, I'm sure some other team will be picking him up uh, after he's let go. Okay. Moving on, we had a we had a, f- a four-player deal between two teams. Uh, this uh, I first saw from uh, our guy Shams at The Athletic. He reported that the Nuggets are trading Monte Morris and Will Barton. Farting Will Barton, baby, to the Wizards in a deal for Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith. Those are four names. Well, just, <laughs> this to me was like, I was like, oh my God, this is the most like perfect average trade of all time. Like, I love it. I actually like it from both sides, but look at these names. Monte Morris, Will Barton, and then you got Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith. Uh, Trey, what are your thoughts on this one? This is a trade for the sickos, Skeets. Oh. If, 
I guess, who's the biggest star here? Will Barton? He averaged like 18 points a game. Nearly 20. Uh, My thoughts uh, on this are that if you're going to do a salary dump, this is how you do a salary dump. Because there's no doubt to me that this is what it is for the Denver Nuggets. They... We're looking at their team, and as we've seen throughout this summer so far, they've been trying to take care of their luxury tax bill. No doubt about it. They downgraded talent-wise, for sure. Will Barton, better player than KCP. Monte Morris, a better player than Ish Smith. Mm -hmm. However, KCP fits perfectly with what the Nuggets are trying to do. A catch-and-shoot three-point shooter who brings more defensively than Will Barton does on the other end. With Michael Porter Jr. coming back, with Jamal Murray coming back, you don't necessarily need Will Barton's creation skills quite as much. He's a real streaky player. He was a little bit overtaxed in Denver last year. So I think taking a little bit step, a little bit of a step back offensively is going to be good for the Nuggets to have a solid defensive wing in KCP, a guy they've been trying to get for quite some time. I'm also a big Bones believer. So I think Bones Highland slides yeah. in nicely to the first backup guard spot. And you got Ish Smith as maybe your third string point guard, a little bit of a, maybe a spot starter here and there if Murray needs to take a rest or something like that. So a good job for the Nuggets, getting a little bit cheaper, but at least getting players who fit what they want to do. And if you're the Wizards, you needed a point guard alongside Bradley Beal. We assume he's going to be signing a gigantic deal here. And Ish Smith was going to be the starter for them. I don't know if you necessarily think Monte Morris is a starting point guard. He's probably right there on the yep. verge of being one of the, he's one of the better backups in the league can be a solid starter as well as we saw for Denver last year. So that's nice to get him. And Will Barton gives him a little juice as a scorer as well. So I think a good job from the Wizards to get to address one of their biggest needs, getting a point guard in Morris there. And the Nuggets, they did a good job saving some money. I don't also, I don't love when the whole plan of things is to save money. When we just saw the Colorado Avalanche win a Stanley Cup with one of the deepest teams out there. Meanwhile, their owner, for the Nuggets, is trying to make their team a little bit cheaper. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's just, a, you know, Nathan McKinnon, I guess, is the Nikola Jokic when you really think about it. But a good salary dump for the Nuggets and a couple of good players come into the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I agree with all you said there. I, I Again, I like this deal. It makes sense why both of these teams were doing this. These are four good players. We got everybody excited on Twitter yesterday, too, with Ish Smith, if he plays one game for the Denver Nuggets, uh, setting the all-time... NBA record for most franchises played with it'll be 13 he has to play a game this is the thing you know like he's got to suit up there for Denver uh and if he does plays one game he's got the record all to himself there uh Trey which you know people were excited about yeah people were excited about I feel like the Nuggets have to keep him at this point at least play him one game or ship him to to a team he hasn't played for yet yeah yeah has to um but yeah all those reasons you said the Nuggets yeah ducking the luxury tax but getting good players back like KCP does make a lot of sense like some defensive capabilities on the perimeter I like that uh and he can shoot I mean he is a three and D guy he really has proven that over the last couple years and him with anyone, anyone gets paired with Jokic, they're they're suddenly like a different player because you're just getting more looks and you're getting better looks usually. And if you move, he'll find you. So so that's fun too. And then the Monte Morris part, yeah, he he proved he could be a starting point guard, I think, in this league. And they need one in Washington, and he's on the cheap. I like it. I mean, I, I don't mind it. The guy he does he doesn't hurt you. That's the thing. He, he never hurt, hurt you. you. He's like one of the greatest in the league in terms of assist to turnover ratio. So him with, with Beal and some of their other talent there, okay, this is fine. This is this is just a great average 
B plus, maybe B minus trade from both <laughs> sides to me. It's like not moving the needle, but uh, it it is um, it's fine. And the other thing from this, this is just a random note. I tweeted it out. Will Barton, the Nuggets franchise leader in three pointers made. I I love that stat so much. I think that's so weird that he leads them, but he was there for a long time, and uh, obviously could score. He can hit the three, but uh, that won't be for long, I guess. Now that he'll have that. I mean, hell, Jokic is like, I don't know, fifth or sixth on the all-time list for three-pointers. But I mean, I have to assume that Jamal Murray is Murray. fairly high on the list. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me right now, but he's got to be there too. I, I would think it's going to be Murray's. Well, it'll be Murray's before it'll be Jokic's even. But uh, yeah, there you go. Will Barton, at least he leaves that team as a as a, a franchise leader in three-pointers made. Oh, Jamal Let's Murray is third. Jamal Murray is third. Go. He's going to pass him likely this season. Oh, wow. Uh, 131 behind so hang the banner now while you can okay okay so murray will probably be the first one to a thousand three-pointers made there in denver when it's uh when we get there in a couple years Uh, (laughs) two of my favorite records in the nba are the nuggets three-point record and of course the most teams ever played for exactly that's why this this is a great trade Mm -hmm. yeah this is exactly right (laughs) uh let's hear from everybody about this one do you have uh more opinions on the uh Farton, Will Barton, and Monte Morris go into the Wizards for KCP. And Ish Smith and his 13th NBA team. Okay, we had some big names declining player options, Trey. Um, the Athletics, Sham Sharania, he broke news that Sixers guard James Harden is choosing not to take a $47.4 million player option for next season. He's instead going to re-sign with Philly, in theory for a lower salary that allows them to add some other players. And then I'll just chuck this in as well. Bradley Beal, he declined or is going to decline his own player option for uh, different reasons. He's going to uh, sign a five-year contract with the Zards worth over $250 million. Um, So Harden's probably the more surprising one of the two, but do you have any opinions on these uh, star guards here opting out of very, very uh, lucrative player options to uh, sign some other deals? Yeah, no surprise at all from Bradley Beal. He is turning down a lot of money for this one year and instead locking in more money for the next five years. So uh, well done from there. I look forward to another five seasons of Bradley Beal trade rumors from here on out. Like literally, literally every trade deadline is going to be, is this the time Bradley Beal asks out? Is this the time Bradley Beal asks out? We shall see how the pairing with Chris Tapps Porzingis goes uh, (laughs) heading into this season. But no surprise there. The Harden thing. A little bit of a surprise, but I think if you're a Sixers fan, you have to be super encouraged about James Harden declining his option, signing a short-term deal for a little bit less money because it really feels like he's committing to the franchise and helping them try to win a championship. They're going to have a lot more flexibility going forward to add role players. Uh, There are still rumors about a Tobias Harris trade potentially. P.J. Tucker seems to be coming in. They made the move for DeAnthony Melton, so... They've got a little bit more flexibility. We know Daryl Morey has taken some swings around the margins. He hits on some of them. Some of them are just random pickups that don't end up playing out. But it feels like the Sixers are getting the squad back together. And it feels like Harden has a little bit of awareness here that maybe he's not quite the player he once was. Ergo, the Sixers need to be able to continue to add pieces alongside him. So I think the Sixers have to be very happy that they are, you know, that they made their huge trade at the trade deadline. They're not losing out on Harden for nothing. And they're going to be able to add to their team going forward because they ran out of steam, no doubt, uh, in the playoffs. A large part of it was Harden 
not having a great postseason as we've seen before, but if he's going to be playing more as a playmaker than as an MVP level sort of player, which he is the number two guy on the Sixers, he should take a step back. He should make a little bit less money and it frees things up for the Sixers to continue to add to their team. So this is nice for Philadelphia. Yeah, I agree with all of that, uh, especially if they can add a guy like PJ Tucker, a little, a little toughness, that three and D type guy, guy that's, uh, you know, has a lot of postseason runs in him. That'd be smooth. And if it's hard and helping out to make that to make that a reality, that's that's big. That that shows you, I think, the Maury Harden connection here, and and that he is uh, buying in, like you said, into Philly's like let's go win a title uh, under the umbrella of Joel Embiid. So so we'll see we'll see what the the number sort of they settle on here. And don't hey hey guys, don't worry. James Harden's still going to be get paid a lot of money. You know, it, it's not going to be forty seven million, but uh, it's going to be very very high. Have we seen to? Has it started yet? We haven't seen like a Harden in the club photo or video yet, right? Like that hasn't surfaced yet. No, uh, and in these reports, you're even getting news that Harden started his off-season training program earlier than he ever has yeah. before. So yeah. I think we're going to see Harden training videos before we see Harden club videos. Okay. okay. Let us know in the comments what you think is more likely to come first. That's, uh, yeah, we got to make that into a poll. I, I sort of agree with you because I was like, I haven't heard of that, seen anything about that. I know we're already getting photos of Luca looking ripped and, you know, thin in the face and he's going to be committed this summer. Yeah, will Harden be the same? And can Harden have the Chris Paul bounce back from like the injury? Uh, this guy has been banged up. Uh, can he have like a really full healthy off season to sort of rehabilitate there and come in and look like maybe a little bit more of the James Harden of old. We'll see. I mean, he's getting older, I think, but yeah. Will, uh, will those uh, club videos uh, surface a little bit later? Is he going to be just shooting in the gym? I can't wait to find out. Well, uh, according to the stream team, we've already had reports of Harden running the stairs and hitting the hills, Skeets. It's Harden season. I'm in oh on the boy. Sixers. Just when I think I'm out on James Harden, wow. he pulls me back in. I can't quit this guy. I'm like oh Daryl Morey. Yeah, you are. You are <laughs> Daryl Morey. Oh, my God. That's uh, crazy. Uh, so, yes, those two guys, uh, for different reasons, looks like Harden sort of helping his team. Beal, I mean, look, get your money, man. Uh, but, wow, is that – Trey, is that instantly going to become – like he's a good player. I mean, we know that. The guy can score 30 points a game. Um, but holy crap, Bradley Beal at 50 million plus on a Zards team that's, you know, they made some moves here. They got, if Porzingis is healthy, I don't know. There's a team I struggle to figure out. Like, I, I'm like, I don't know where you put Washington in the Eastern Conference, like, uh, mix of things like you could convince me they're still one of the worst and you could mm -hmm. convince me now oh, why are they any different than some of those teams we were mentioning Can, why can't they be competing with the bulls and the raptors and the hawks and stuff like that right oh yeah beal super talented led the league in scoring not too long ago Kristaps porzingis really talented the question for both of them at least lately with beal is can they all stay can they both stay on the court beals missed a nice chunk of time the past three seasons you know part of that last year surely was the team not looking good and wanting to improve the pick uh nonetheless he hasn't been there and he needs to be there for the wizards to make a run at the play-in tournament i i guess they probably have enough talent to be in the mix for the ninth or 10th seed, but it's all going to depend Probably. on if they're able to stay healthy. But it does feel like by the end of his contract, Bradley Beal is going to kind of become the next John Wall, which is pretty weird considering he played with John Wall. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's like not... when you're making fifty million and you're like thirty-four years old, you're gonna be you're gonna be shuffled around the league at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. Unfortunately, for Wizards fans, that's something you don't want to hear. I mean, we talk about teams like don't be in the middle, don't be on that treadmill of mediocrity, and that's like. That's where the Wizards flourish, man. That's like, well, that's it. exactly where we want to be. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, yeah, they got some talent. The one uh, other part of the Monte Morris trade or the Nuggets-Wizards trade is uh, Kuzma and Monte Morris like knew each other in second grade and said they were going to play on the same NBA team. And now that's, uh, for now at least, a reality with uh, Monte Morris joining Kuzma. That, there was like a little photo going around of them standing in their second grade class there. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. I said the same thing to my buddy Chad Humbers back in the day, but uh, neither of us made it out, you know. Neither of us ever made it to the league. Too bad. Would have been great on the Bulls. Chad couldn't even make it on this podcast. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh. He was more of a baseball guy as we got older, you know. Uh, A catcher. uh, Right behind Uh, the plate. Uh, baseball gets baseball grabs every kid at some point in their life for a couple years. It got me. That's baseball right. got me for a year or two, but don't worry, I was back to basketball. Um, all right, I I, I I want to include this. This is not fun news. Uh, this is a shitty shitty headline here, but uh, this just broke. I think this morning, maybe late last night. Um, there are reports that Miles Bridges was arrested on felony domestic violence charges in LA on Wednesday. Now, according to TMZ. Bridges, he turned himself into the police following an alleged physical altercation with a woman on Tuesday. So the day prior, uh, reports say the woman needed medical attention. So hopefully she's okay. Um, He was released, Bridges was, after posting $130,000 bail. And this was right on the heels tray of like Hornets general manager Mitch Kupchak saying on Tuesday, like, uh, number one priority is re-signing Miles Bridges, our leading scorer. You know, we love him. We 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 want to bring him back. He's been great for our franchise. We believe in his work ethic, and he's only going to get better. And then this comes like yeah, 24 hours after that. Um, he's, you know, so so we'll see what happens in the fallout from this. But fucking Jesus, what are you doing, Miles? Yeah, absolute loser behavior. First and foremost, I hope the woman that he allegedly hospitalized is getting the treatment she needs and that she's Mm -hmm. safe and that, you know, she's cared for going forward. And I honestly hope there's some sort of consequences for Miles Bridges, even if the consequences end up being he cost himself a whole bunch of money because this is just complete nonsense. And we've seen time and time again, uh, the, that off court, uh, issues can have absolutely no effect for a player going forward. Mm -hmm. Look at what's happening with Deshaun Watson in the end, in the NFL. Uh, I hope this is different. And for me, it's going to completely change the way I think about Miles Bridges going forward, just like it did with Lance Stevenson back in the day, just like it did with Derrick Rose back in the day. So dumbass shit from Miles yeah. Bridges. Yeah. Um, and in other news, as we wrap this up here, because we need to wrap up the podcast because as soon as we do, something else will happen. That's just how it goes. Uh, I saw Woj tweet this morning that Kemba Walker and the Pistons are finalizing a contract buyout. So once he clears waivers, Kemba will be able to... Uh, Join another team in free agency. I don't know if there's a team uh, off the top of your head where you see Kemba fitting in. I don't know if, how much you think Kemba's got left in the tank. What do you think? Uh, I think he'll be a Laker. I don't know why. It just mm. seems like there always happens to be uh, a Lakers Photoshop for any player who's ever made an all-star team. I've already seen Kemba kicking around. They could probably use a backup point guard. Who knows what you're going to be able to get from Kemba Walker. It just did not work 
in New York last year. He didn't have the same athleticism. Maybe being back home and not performing the way he wanted to was a problem for him, you know, mentally. So we'll see if a, if a new location helps him. I would still be willing to take a chance on Kemba Walker for a cheap contract for a veteran minimum, a make good deal. Who yep. knows what he's going to be able to give you? Just like Victor Oladipo, if he has an entire summer to get his body right, to get ready to play once again, I'm sure he can still contribute somewhere as long as you're not expecting him to be your starting point guard. Yeah, so the official start to NBA free agency later today here on Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, though, you know, from what I can remember, you start seeing those real juicy reports sometimes an hour or two before. Who knows how hard Silver's come down on... Uh, on these teams and saying, hey, cut that crap out. Uh, well, we'll I thought see. it was pretty funny that uh, Jalen Brunson has meetings scheduled for today with the yes. Mavericks and the Heat. They're like, hey, yeah. we're, not, we're not tampered. I'm taking meetings yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody just takes a meeting with the Heat because they're like, I'd like, I'll go to Miami and hang out with Pat Riley. Kick it I want to see if he really hour. does drop the rings yeah. on the table. Yeah, Let's exactly. See what it's like. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you go do that? Uh, and the other headlines I'm just reading here, we got uh, Patty Mills opting out. He's probably going to still play for the Nets there though the Kings are not going to make an offer on DiVincenzo uh that one a little eye-opening also uh the Bucks Bobby Portis is declining his 4.6 million dollar option um his agent telling ESPN that I know you uh you want to bring I want to bring Pirtle back to the Raptors you want to bring Bobby back to the Bulls is that what I saw the tweet it didn't work out the first time with Bobby Portis and he honestly jeopardized some Bulls draft picks when he punched Nikola Mirotic in the face and then Mirotic yes. came back and for whatever reason the Bulls caught fire and won a whole bunch of games in a row Ugh, got the seventh pick a disastrous end to the tenure for Bobby Portis but he would be incredible uh in Chicago they need size they need shooting they need defense they need some intensity Bobby brings all of that stuff. So, yeah, I would love to see him back uh, in Chicago. But the news I'm hoping for out of Chicago today is that Zach Levine gets that big fat bag. Casey oh, yeah. Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago is reporting he'll likely to sign for five years, $215 million. I would be very happy to see him getting that full max. And then the other big names we're going to be waiting on over these next couple days. Everybody knows it by now. DeAndre Ayton. It, it is sounding like he is not going to play for the Suns and that we're uh... – possibly going to be seeing some sort of sign and trade with uh, Aiton. Um, you know, what are the Jazz doing with Rudy Gobert uh, in terms of trading him? What are the Pacers doing with their guys, Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner specifically? Uh, you know, Brogdon, you thought Brogdon was uh, a team that could uh, he could go to like the Wizards who needed sort of a guard. Now, I wonder if that changes after their deal and, and are they content with Monte Morris as like sort of their leading point guard and, uh, and there isn't anything there happening with Brogdon, John Collins with the Hawks. We've talked about that. So hopefully we get some action here over um, over the, the, the day here on Thursday and then, of course, into Friday. We'll be back for sure on Friday morning with uh, a No Dunks podcast. I know uh, Lee's up in Toronto, I believe, right now, but he has plans to join us. Uh, I'm not sure about Tassie's doing a little bit of traveling as well, but we'll get as many guys as we can on here to hopefully break down uh, – some of these signings. I, 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 I think today is not going to be insane, though. I think it's literally going to be like Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. As expected. And then like, and then a couple minor ones, like signing-wise. I, 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 think I'm, I don't think we're going to get another big, big trade here uh, today or tonight. But I could be wrong. <laughs> well, hopefully I'm wrong. Apparently the the Sixers are going to continue to be active, especially with Harden taking his uh, taking the option, taking a little bit 
or declining the option Decline. taking a little yep. bit less money. Tobias Harris is apparently a guy who could be had if anybody's interested. Bible is on the market. I saw that uh, John Hollinger said that you just have to ask nicely and you can get yourself a Furkan Korkmaz. It'll be that Ooh. easy. Uh, but it feels like the cap space is starting to dry up pretty quickly. You know, the Knicks created a whole bunch of room. That's going to go to Jalen Brunson. The Spurs are obviously not a team that's going to be signing anybody right now. The Pistons mm-hmm. have done most of their moves, so yeah, they're out of DeAndre left. Ayton yep. sweepstakes. So that's a, that's kind of a huge question to me is like, where is DeAndre Ayton going to end up? And what kind of contract is he going to be offered to the point where like, is it going to be cheap enough that the Suns are just like, well, we might as well match it at that deal because the places he was rumored to possibly be going – he ain't going there anymore. He's not going to be in San Antonio, it doesn't feel like. He's definitely no. not going to be in Detroit. He's running out of places to go at this point, Skates. Yep, we will see. Uh, hit that like button. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube here. If you listen to the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave your boys a five-star rating on Spotify. <laughs> no words can be shared on Spotify. Just hit that five stars. We appreciate it. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at no Dunks Inc. And uh, get yourself right now an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. And uh, yeah, let me say this one more time. Saturday, July 9th, Vegas, Starboard Tack. Okay, Starboard Tech is the place. We're going to do a little No Dunks meetup. Super casual. Uh, yeah, let's say 7 o'clock. Sure. Sounds like a good time to walk into a bar, have a drink. Sure. Right? Yeah. Seven so, uh, we'll uh, is that, uh, that's Pacific time? Oh, geez. Don't don't even get me started. 7 I mean, o'clock I said local. Last time. Yeah. 7 o'clock local yeah, on time. Saturday, July 9th. Okay, so who knows? If anything uh, juicy happens later today, maybe we'll jump back on. Otherwise... You can lock it in. You'll hear from the No Dunks boys tomorrow morning. Until then, Clipper Road. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, chef is a sign of respect. So call everyone in your life chef. J.E. Chefs. Chef Kirby. Thank you. Chef Mellis. Thank you. Chef Ellis. Chef Doyle. (laughs) Cooking it up. Oh, Chef Boyardee Doyle. (laughs) Brace the day, people. You could stay. Every day